Welcome to 30 Days of Moon Magic. I'm Stephanie Matthews with MagicalMothering.com. And here at 30 Days of Moon Magic, every day I go live from the new moon until the third quarter moon. And then I will take a week off or about six to seven days off from the uh, for the waxing crescent, waning crescent moon. All right. Okay, so uh, we are just begun the waning gibbous moon. So we've got another week until the third quarter moon. Um, so all of these are a part of the lunar cycle and the lunar phase. And when we connect to the lunar cycle, there's a rhythm, there's a balance. Just not Okay, there we go. Good morning. Hello. Welcome, Leandra. Good morning, Jim. Welcome, welcome. If you're seat here, say hello so I can hear you. Okay, this looks like it's all working. Okay, so the lunar phase is what we're doing and what we're on and we're on the waning gibbous. So we just had a full moon yesterday. And now for the next two sections, two phases of the lunar cycle, the, the moon is going to gradually get smaller and, until it goes to a new moon or a dark moon. Uh, good morning, Amanda Lynn, welcome. And so this is the time where some people, because the moon is not making you active, you're actually able to feel your own energetic body more possibly during this phase, the waning gibbous. Some people are more active uh, during the waxing gibbous. So it'd be interesting for you specifically to start following these lunar phases and to see what your rhythm is. Because it's been interesting. I've been saying one thing and people are now messaging me and we've been doing this for almost two full phases now. And there's women that are going, wait a second, I actually have been having the opposite of what you've been saying, or I've been having a lot of energy during this phase specifically, when this is supposed to be a resting or releasing time. So it's interesting that each of us have our own connection to the lunar phases, and maybe that phase speaks to us most. And I also had a conversation that depending on our human design, we may actually resonate with a certain cycle of the moon and get the most amount of energy and access that way. So good morning, Lindsay. Good morning, Lonise. Welcome, welcome. So I was preparing and making a, a potion for Leandra. She ordered the sacral potion the other day and um, I just, she ordered it on Monday and I just, I couldn't get it done on Monday. Yesterday happened and I couldn't, like, I just couldn't get to it. I had woken up early. It was just, I couldn't get to it. I woke up this morning and immediately like popped out of bed and went to go into the tent, got all the preparations out. And I was looking at it and I went, oh, I had to get through the full moon to know that today was going to be in the next week of the waning gibbous is going to be about emotions because the sacral potion is the sacral 
chakra potion and emotional support or emotional release. And as I was making it, I went, oh my gosh, I had to be in like the receiving mode to really receive what was happening and what this potion was going to be and how it was going to be made and what it was for. And it just so happened that today was the first day of the waning gibbous. And the, the next kind of phase that we're going to be going through, we started off with being co-creatrixes or co-creators and really solidifying how and why we do that. The next section that we just finished up with was all about wealth and money and abundance. And now for this phase of the waning gibbous, we're going to focus on emotions for the next week before we go into our rest week, which if you want to join me hopping off of social media for the week and really connecting and just creating being space, um, it is quite magical. So I wanted to start with the difference between emotions and feelings. And I wrote it down because I didn't want to, um, it was kind of one of those things that I wanted to be really like specific about it. So here we go. Okay. So an emotion is a physiological experience. So something that our body actually sends out chemical reactions about. So think about a nursing baby gets the oxytocin release, which is like that love hormone, gets all of its needs met through nursing, um, holding somebody in an embrace for longer than 30 seconds will also release that oxytocin and give our brain this like incredible love feeling. Um, so it's a physiological experience. So this is the actual hormones and chemical responses in our bodies that shoot and fire. These are not controlled. These just happen. This is something that is automatic in our bodies. We cannot dictate what emotions we experience. Okay. This is really important too. We can start gaining awareness around our emotions and that is called feeling so um we can have feelings which are the conscious awareness of the emotional itself of the emotion itself so an emotion is a physiological experience that gives us information about the world so if we grew up in a home that was a little bit unstable. Maybe, uh, maybe one of our parents had an emotional um, lack of intelligence. Maybe there was some uh, mental disabilities or um, maybe there was anxiety in one of our parents or depression or anger. Maybe there was um, some uh, religious aspects of kind of creating space based out of fear. Um, anything like that could create a psychological experience as a child, especially if we had a parent that was angry. So the emotion would then create our chemical reaction our, in our brain to become hyper vigilant, which means that we would be hyper or very um, attunely aware to and give all of our attention 
to the behavior in the room that is causing us fear. So we automatically growing up would tune in to the person in our space that was causing the most amount of upset, upset to us emotionally. And then we would create a feeling of needing to control ourselves and become people pleasers to stop that person from having such emotional outbursts that they did not have feelings about because they were not consciously aware of their actions. And so us maybe being in this space of with a, being hypervigilant, creating us to be people pleasers and um, codependent, which really means trying to fix and heal everyone in this space so that it's not so chaotic, which as children is impossible. We can't actually do anything to help a lot of these adults. Our people pleasing just creates us to be obedient but then if it's not enough or it's not actually changing the behavior, we start changing our behavior more and more and more, um, creating more anxiety, creating more overwhelm, um, creating more hypervigilance. So this is why we tend to be attracted to the same person that created the hypervigilance in the first place. So if your partner is similar to a parent that created that hypervigilance to begin with, it's because when we are out and about, we often hyper-focus or focus in on the behavior that caused us emotionally to react as children, and we can only see that person in the room. And so it's very interesting when you look at why we end up picking partners that are similar to one or more of our parents, they're this very similar. They create a lot of emotional reactions in our lives, especially for our first few partners. And so it's an interesting thing that when we step back and get feeling, so emotions are just here. They're just in our body, physically stuck in the body. Feeling our emotions is so drastically important to actually creating a shift in our awareness. If we don't tap in to the feeling of the emotion, then the emotion continues to bubble up and to come up inappropriately all the time. So I hear a lot of people with a diagnosis of depression, um, sharing that they're sad, right? And so that I feel on a very foundational level because it is chemical, okay? Emotions are chemical aspects. So if we are constantly in a state of sadness because that chemical is just trying to get released so that we can feel it, become aware of it, process it, then we will be diagnosed with depression. When we start feeling our sadness, when we start feeling our grief, when we stop covering it up with drugs and alcohol and coping skills that are not serving us, chaos, drama, things like that, 
when we start feeling those emotions, the chemicals will stop firing all the time to get our attention. And the depression can at times start fading away, especially with support of different herbal medicines so that your body has the right nutrients to actually shift those chemical reactions and things like that. Anxiety is very similar. So there's, imagine that there's a wave like this in between my hands. This was a great visual that I saw. Underneath this portion is the freeze. So we have fight, flight, and freeze. Okay, the freeze is down here. When this wave is in here, we're just in normal mode. Okay, most people have a range. They go through life. Up here above this hand is the fight and flight system. Okay, so most people have a normal range. If they get into like a car accident, they're gonna go into fight or flight, right? If they are getting chased by a mountain lion, they're gonna go into fight or flight or freeze, right? Either one. But somebody with anxiety, their range is maybe only this big. So normal reactions actually throw them into fight or flight and freeze. And so what we want to do and what herbal medicine can help with and learning new coping skills through the magical mothering method is actually widening this space to make a normal range so that everyday experiences aren't throwing you into fight and flight or freeze, which I found this visual really helpful. Because again, emotions are the chemical physiological responses to things. So yes, if you have been told that you have a chemical imbalance, we have all been there. It's an interesting thing because that's what emotions create in our body is chemical imbalances, especially without feeling them. Without the feelings, you cannot actually release the emotional buildup in the body, causing an overwhelm of the chemical building up inside of your brain and your body, making it so that you're constantly experiencing this emotion, making you unaware of your ability to handle it. So this is why feeling our emotions and why emotions, feelings, and actually being tuned into them is so important. Because if we don't feel the emotions that are constantly sending these signals, then we end up getting really angry or frustrated or sad. We'll be having a normal conversation. This used to happen to me all the time, six years ago or so. Um, it was about, yeah, about six, seven years ago when I, before I started Magical Mothering. I would just be talking about something that I was really passionate about. I'd be really excited and I'd start sharing or it'd be something that I really felt like really strongly about. And I was trying to make my point and my throat would close up. The tears would start swelling up in my eyes and I wouldn't be able to speak and I would just start crying. And these are those emotions that would bubble to the surface because again, my range was only so big. And so as I, as the emotions would come up about me talking about something, all the other emotions would bubble up 
to the surface because my range wasn't very big. And so now my range is much wider. If I'm very tired, I can easily get frustrated or angry or overwhelmed. If I'm very hungry, if I'm very hot, normal things that are like extremes, right? If now throughout the day, I can have normal experiences all day long without being pushed into these anxiety or freeze mode, this fight or flight or freeze mode. So with the feelings, as we really look at the moon phases, and this is going to get more and more specific as we go through this 13 cycle lunar phases together. And I'm sure it's going to keep lasting after that. It might be called something different. But especially for this first kind of phase through this process, it's really important to see what lunar phases you really resonate with. Because you may really love the energy of the new moon. You may really love manifesting. Like I know Lindsay has talked a lot about how she's a manifester. She likes manifesting things. She really enjoys putting these intentions out there. She really enjoys creating space to do these things. She talks a lot about manifesting. So the new moon energy might really resonate with who and what she is. And so Lindsay's name is right here and it popped in because I'm just pulling examples. So there's this aspect of really creating a connection with a certain phase of the moon to really allow for that to unravel. So I'm realizing after doing my rest week during the wax uh, waning crescent, so the last portion, that rest week that I did, I realized I really love being space. And I was ever since my kids were little, when I started magical mothering, I really gave up my being space, my just being able to be there and craft something with the kids or just play or sing or be present. I just started working or like trying or doing or busily kind of in this chaos of like constantly making things happen. And it's made things happen. But I eliminated that being space that was so yummy and delicious to myself. And so I'm so looking forward to that third quarter moon this this month, this cycle, so that I can take those days off in a row after that point. And so I'm really seeing how beneficial it is to have these cycles and phases. I love, and I was even looking forward to the new moon. I knew that like after a week of not doing anything and just being, I was ready to jump into action. I was so excited to start making potions and harvesting and getting back into the action phase of life and doing and creating. And it was so, it was such an amazing time to see that there was enough space drawn out that I was ready for the next phase. So good morning, Dee, welcome. So this next week of the waning gibbous, we are going to be talking a lot about emotions, feelings. Um, I'll pull some stuff from the magical mothering method on some aspects of how to drop into our feelings and how to drop through our feelings when we're in that place of overwhelm. Let's, um, I would love 
Oh, thank you. It's an apron. It's my, it's my, uh, one of my herbal aprons. Um, so let's, I would love to hear some questions that maybe you have about, um, emotions or feelings. If you have things that you're going, okay, I understand this part, but I'd like more clarity on this or this specifically happens in this situation. How would working through my feelings look like, or what would that look like? Or how do I go about that? I love these types of questions because then I can address them in the Facebook live. So a lot of what's happening, happening in the Patreon community, as women are coming up with things and sharing things, I'm able to pull from those and implement them into the Facebook lives, creating deeper and stronger and more meaningful um, connections and aspects to what's going on. So um, thank you, Lonise. Um, so I love questions. I love, um, aspects of this. Good morning, Linda. Welcome. Um, so if you have questions about emotions, if you have questions about feelings, if you have specific circumstances, this is what you're, we're going to be unraveling and diving into the next week. So, um, please feel free to reach out. I'd love to really connect and collaborate through this aspect with you. Um, and if again, if you want to be a part of the private community um, where we're all kind of sharing our ideas over there and collaborating and giving resources to each other, you can go to patreon.com forward slash magical mothering. And you can either just be at the, the tier, the $3 tier to be a part of the magical mothering community or you can get the daily PDFs for the 30 days of moon magic and all of the recordings. So thanks so much for being here. Good morning, Amanda. Welcome. The replay will be available for the rest of the day and I will see you all tomorrow. Have a magically wonderful Wednesday.